And we're back on AM 950 LE 2.0 Radio. Now is the time for the big interview, and I am thrilled to have on the line with me Renee Lenore Hansen, who is um, in many ways uh, uh, a, a person for all seasons in a variety of ways, and I'll explain that as we go along. She is the author of a book out just a couple of months ago on May 11th, a book titled Watershed, colon, Attending to Body and Earth in Distress. It's a book about uh, personal journey, so it relates to Lenore having a health condition around diabetes, but it's also about what's going on in our world relative to climate. And uh, Lenore is here from northern Minnesota. Lenore, uh, welcome to LE 2.0 Radio. How are you? Fine, Ellie. And generally, I go by Renee, but I love being called Lenore. Well, you know uh, what? That's uh, more my chosen name, actually. All right. Well, um, in all likelihood, I will tumble between the two of those. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. And that is <laughs> yes. that is the the utter horror of Ellie Two Part L Radio because I am like a tr- a, a relatively worthless radio host. Okay, but listen. All right, so. Renee Lenore Hansen, um, welcome to the show. And tell me, let's at least first talk about your book. But I, you know, I ha- I'm having you on for another purpose. But tell us about, give us the, you know, the three-minute version of what brought about the book and what the book is about. Uh, titled, yes, sure. uh, titled Watershed, Watershed Attending to Body and Earth Distress. Yeah, there's a initial section in the book called How to Live, which is really audacious, I to say, but the first line is, climate catastrophe turns up in your bo- in my body and in yours. And that's one um, claim I make in the book. The book is not an argument. It's mostly storytelling. It tells a lot of stories from my students at Minneapolis College and from my family and community um, across Minnesota. I'm from, I was born in Bemidji, grew up right outside the Boundary Waters between Babbitt and Ely on Birch Lake, and um, have a great family clan. So a lot of the stories are from that and from my um, really diverse native-born and um, climate and other kind of refugee students at Minneapolis College, formerly MCTC, people who've asked me to, to pass on their stories. And a big part of it is to connect those two communities. Uh, they're not two communities connect these multiple communities. And that's one way we really, our work meets Ellie. Um, The other thing in the book is that I, I was really concerned about climate, hearing the stories of droughts and floods and fires that my students were escaping from. And, um, or many friends didn't. And also watching the climate change in northern Minnesota, where it's changed a lot faster than it has in southern Minnesota so far. Right. And then I became type 1 diabetic. And that actually helped me deal with the climate crisis. Um, And the book kind of grew out of the convergence of those two. So that first section, How to Live, and paradoxically, living in a damaged body can teach us much about how to live in a damaged ecosystem and about how to return to practices of joy. My my goal is for other people to who read it to to investigate their own story and figure out the connection between their body and the greater body of which we're a part. 
Well, and, and uh, Renee Lenore Hansen, uh, the, the book is uh, published by the University of Minnesota Press, right? Mm-hmm. It came out on yes. May 11th. And uh, let listeners know uh, where they can find the book. I think the best way is to go to your nearest independent bookstores. My website is um, ReneeHanson.com. No, no periods or anything in it. And the front page has links to the University of Minnesota um, Press website from which you can order the book and also links to find your nearest independent bookstore. But you can also get it on Amazon very right. easily. Right. Put the title in and it'll come up. Yep, it really will. Well, and I, I've not been able to read the book, but the abstract is fascinating. And, you know, I think that, it, you know, I'm a writer as well. And I think that the, mm-hmm. the juxtaposition between, you know, the earth and climate change and then our bodies, which there's a lot of symbolism in, you know, in, in those comparisons. And, and, right. and I'm sorry that you had to have a horrible health condition arise in your mid-60s. Um, that, um, you know, sort of triggered a a number of things for you. But um, I'm glad that you're health, you know, you're as healthy as you can be right now. And, and, and thank you for writing the book. Um, I'm thrilled that you that it's out there. But what great for me, but what brings you and me together, actually, is that uh, through happenstance, we came to find out that we think alike as it relates to what's going on in Minnesota, as well as our country at large. And it's about the great division that's going on right now. Right. And, um, and you and I, as we prepared for this show, you related, you know, you have a lot of family in northern Minnesota, a lot of, on, you know, on the Iron Range. And you have this very unique background of, 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 being, of, of having grown up in northern Minnesota, but then having lived in England while you studied for college, right? And then, right. And then having spent uh, a long time in the Twin Cities where you taught um, and, and where you met, you know, obviously, and, and formed relationships in the cities. And you have this perspective about how people outside of the Twin Cities, outside of the urban areas, view the world in certain ways and how people in the cities view the world in certain ways and the division that has occurred between the two. Am I at least heading yeah, generally down the right, yeah, that's right. right, right path? Yeah. So um, go ahead. Go ahead. Part of what you bring in, Ellie, is the, uh, the central place of fear. So both, and there's not just two groups, but if we divide it generally that way, they're afraid of each other. They're afraid of each other um, dominating the arguments, winning the positions. Um, they're afraid of offending one another. So in Minnesota, we often don't talk about the things we disagree about because we're afraid of losing the respect or care or community with others. So we're, we get to be quiet um, about the differences. And I think that that um, fear that goes on both sides is really significant. Uh, I, I talked to you, Ellie, yesterday about the way my northern, northeastern Minnesota mining communities dislike environmentalists because they feel like they 
water down the argument and think that we up here in the woods don't care about water and they make false statements. And the environmentalists in the city, when I'm in the city, I'm mostly with my friends, the environmentalists, um, think that the the people up here just are don't care about the outside world, don't care about the environment, are ignorant, and and yet we're afraid to really talk across those. So that's a place where you and I are both, we're, we're really trying to do that. A lot I'm trying in the book to bridge between the groups, just start the conversation. I'm going to read another tiny bit here. Well, hold on, um, hold on just a second, okay, go okay ahead. because we've got to take a break, all right? But when we come mm-hmm. back, okay, please read from the book, and then we'll talk more about this great division and how you and I think alike about what we need to do to fix it. All right? Okay, right. so listeners, we've been speaking with Renee Lenore Hansen, the author of Watershed, Attending to Body and Earth in Distress, put out by the University of Minnesota Press. Go get that book. It looks fascinating. Um, when we come back from our break, we'll continue our discussion with Renee. Uh, you're listening to me, Ellie Krug, on uh, AM 950, Ellie 2.0 Radio. We'll be back in a sec. Thanks. Ellie 2.0 Radio on AM 950. Yours truly, Ellie Krug here. Um, We're in the midst of the big interview with Renee Lenore Hansen, author of Watershed, Attending to Body and Earth in Distress, book that just came out a couple of months ago, available at your local bookstore. They may have to order it or through Amazon um, or through... uh, ReneeHanson.com, her website. Renee, before we took our break, you were going to read something from the book, and then we we're going to continue to talk about the great divide that is going on in Minnesota, which is also representative of our country as a whole. Go ahead. Yes, I want to tell you that I would have died without insulin. I would each day. I need it every day. It hasn't been around long. This is a tiny bit. I said perhaps the miners and the environmentalists will never like each other. Those who discovered how to make and dose insulin did not like each other either. Frederick Banting and John McLeod, the benefactor who offered Banting a working space, aired their hatred for one another publicly, even refusing to accept the 1923 Nobel Prize in medicine together. (laughs) Just the same, their partnership extended millions of lives, including mine. Even if we dislike each other and disagree, we in Minnesota must work together for the We are the upstream caretakers. Waters arrive here, mostly pure from the sky. Four continental river systems receive that water from us. Whether the water we send on is healthy depends on us. So, yeah, that's that's the little bit from the book. It's it's a tiny little story in there, but um, we don't have to like each other to begin to talk to each other. And we don't have to agree. We like to think that at basis we would agree on everything, but I'm not so sure we would. But we still might have to work together if we want um, a decent life for anything. Ourselves, our children, our trees, our gardens, our farms. Um, 
And, and, yeah. you know, and, and there is so much to unpack here and we have so much, you know, very limited time, you know, but I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of, of how, how it is that we become such a society of winner take all, you know, and it's either mm-hmm. my way or the highway. Tell me, will you please in northern Minnesota, with your family, to the extent that you feel comfortable sharing it, what is their view of the world? And, and, and then I'm going to ask you to follow up with your colleagues, your friends in the Twin Cities. What's their view of the world? And then you and I have got to brainstorm how we're going to fix that divide. Yeah, first, I can't speak for anybody else's, but I can speak from my experience and, and for what I seem to perceive in those that I love. Yesterday when we were talking, Ella, you said that we all want the same things. And I said not necessarily, because many of, in my family, the biggest goal was, um, many, many goals, but a big goal was that we all be together in heaven. And there was the notion that there's one way that we can be together in heaven, and that's by being the right kind of Christian not even just Christian, but kind of the right kind. And this is a delicate thing to talk about. I'm being able to start to talk about it with many family members. But if you firmly believe that the only way to avoid hell or something like that after death is by by doing certain actions, um, going on a hajj or speaking certain words about Jesus then you really want all those that you love to do that same thing. And I think that uh, I feel that a big problem in our culture, in what I inherited from my beloved parents and my beloved grandparents, is the notion that the life after death is more important than life here. Hmm. Um, and uh, that's, that's a tough one, <laughs> because it really is something that is so pervasive in certain atmospheres, not only Christian, but many other, somewhat in right. Islam. Right. Um, right. And that, that being right with God is more important than caring for this earth. I remember a song that we sang when I was a kid, This Earth is Not My Home, I'm Just Traveling Through. Um, and I, I want to undo that song from my mind, because if I only think I'm traveling through, I may not take any care of it at all. Right. And, and that is, you know, that is, <laughs> that is a tough nut to crack. Um, you know, my experience um, has been that, and, and of course, I'm not from northern Minnesota, and I'm not from rural areas, although I grew up in Iowa. Um, but my experience has been that people simply are afraid of what they don't know and they don't understand. With, so, for example, with me being transgender, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the big fear that I encounter with people is that somehow I'm going to influence their children, okay, and mm-hmm. cause them to be transgender. You know, or that somehow I'm, I'm a predator in some way and, oh, God forbid that a little child is in a restroom with me. But, but I can get past that barrier by just 
them getting to know me and, and, and listening mm -hmm. to me and understanding, hey, you know, I know the voice doesn't match the appearance, but, you know, I'm, I'm really care about this. I care about children just like you do, you know, and I want right. my child to succeed just like you do. What, what do you, because you have this unique perspective, what, how is it different for your city friends? You know, you've talked about, you know, yeah. people in Northern Minnesota, it's a lot of things tied into very deep religion and this, the, the focus on the afterlife rather than on present day. What about your city friends? Where, what on that end of the divide do you see? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to sidestep and answer a question you didn't ask, but I think that um, the way that my cousins and I can still talk to each other is that we love each other. And I'm talking about my cousins who are most ideologically different from me now. Okay. But the love is really deep and if you can stay in the love, you can get across the conversation somehow, often. And um, my city friends are also, I also really love them, and they're wonderful. They tend to come to northern Minnesota, especially the Boundary Waters where I am, to get away. And they want it to be pristine and safe as a vacation sort of. This is not everybody. Um, and it's hard for them to meet anybody and really dig in and do the work of, of conversation, or even the work that I do up here, which is to try to nurture sedges and get rid of root canary grass and know what the woods around me might need. It's, um, in my view, too often visiting outside of the city. It's like, well, I need a break from the city, so I'm going to go and float on the lake and fish a little instead of really coming to know it. Um, instead of being com becoming connected to it. Right. Yeah, they, they connected aesthetically maybe, but connected deeply enough so that you know what the, well, what the fears are, what the stresses are, what the complexity of it is. Because we're all a lot more complex than, than the initial notions are or than the labels right. uh, make us. Right. So we have like three minutes left. Tell me, how are we going to bridge the divide? I mean, you and I talked yesterday. We have no governmental entity, no governmental leaders, no nobody going out and trying to facilitate conversations between people who are different. No one is doing that. And, and how can you and I do that? Well, I kind of disagree that no one's doing that. I think a lot of people are trying, and I want to give them some credit for that. But each of us has to, and the small things are what matter. So that you have this radio show, that you have conversations with people like me and other people who are of all sorts. That's that matters. It's these these tiny things that could well that will that will that give us possibly a way of turning around our mindset from the individual life is the only important thing. Individual human life is the only important thing to recognizing our oneness. Right. Um, as we converse, we we feel that connection. 
and then we get it kind of. And we need to get it in tiny little doses until we really alter that way. And, yeah, I think every chance we take when we feel it okay, opening up and speaking with others, especially about the things that we're really terrified of, can help. Well, and when I, I'll tell you, and I, I agree with you, there's a lot of different small things happening. But when I say no one is doing it, I'm talking more about large scale because, frankly, I think our country is in like the emergency room stat- status, all right, mm-hmm. as it relates to the divide. And I think that it calls for a massive, massive systematic program of convenings and facilitation of, commu- of conversations. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, for me, the equivalent it's is... It's not just the country that the world is in. Oh, for emergency sure. Emergency room, code blue. You know, so it's, we're at a crisis moment and we need, we need big conversations. Uh, maybe, yeah, I agree with you on that. You and I have to do our part. We have to step up and do things we're not really comfortable doing and try them out and we'll make mistakes. And everybody has to do it because we can't wait for some brilliant somebody else to do it. There's no brilliant somebody else. There's us. I, I can't agree with that more. Um, and, you know, uh, Renee, Lenore, Hanson, uh, Unfortunately, we're out of time, uh, and I knew that I knew that that would happen when I started talking to you yesterday, because I think there is so much more that you and I could unpack here. Um, mm-hmm. I do want you to know that I hope that you and I can work together. Um, I would love yeah. to be able to do that, and um, good. and I I just want to tell you, thank you for writing your book, and thank you for showing up. Okay. And Ellie, thank you for being your authentic self and following the turns and twists of your path. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, okay. um, you and I will talk again, I'm sure, offline. And, um, but, but thank you. And so uh, take care. And uh, listeners, again, mm-hmm. the title of the book is Watershed, Attending to Body and Earth in Distress by Renee Lenore Hansen. Get the book read it. It sounds like a fascinating book. When we come back from our break, I'll do the C block. I'm going to talk about the census data and what it means for America. Thanks. Bye.